Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Have you ever had a dream so odd, so weird, you immediately Googled it the next morning? I don't know that, uh, I don't think I've ever done that. I have a tough time when I wake up even remembering enough about a dream. Like, maybe I know I've had one, but right. when you try to share it, it doesn't really make sense. Details are a little foggy. Yeah. The most searched dream by far is teeth falling out. Really? <clears throat> yeah, I guess so. I don't know that I've ever dreamed of my teeth falling out. I would imagine, you know, I'm one who grinds my teeth at night. I think a lot of people do. Um, and, and maybe, like, toothaches. Maybe you, you, it's like a subconscious thing when you've got some pain in your, your mouth, on your teeth, that you're, you're dreaming about them falling out. Well, they say uh, we Google it four times more than any other dream. Wow. And it's linked to big life changes, self-esteem issues, or embarrassment. Okay. Find yourself embarrassed? No, but I could I could totally see you know if if you do have tooth issues. I mean, mm. of my teeth aren't great; just my bottom teeth. But you know, I, I I think some people probably enjoyed wearing a mask the last couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> the dreams we Google the most outside of the teeth falling out: snakes, dreams about your ex, spiders vacations being chased i think that's a big one for me the the, just the running away from something oh <laughs> your troubles yeah <laughs> weddings dream uh we google our uh, wedding dreams quite a bit okay flies people are dreaming about flies oh, a lot of insects and animals here like yeah. nightmare type stuff sex and dreams that involve bears Wow. I wonder if the sex and the bears are combined. Right. <laughs> now, the most searched dream worldwide is snakes. Is it really? Yeah, in like 52 different countries. Ugh. Teeth is falling out is next. So snakes around the world, number one, and then the teeth falling out. What happened to falling? I thought that was a... as a thing, yeah. Pregnancy dreams are third. That's more of a nightmare. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's the point. If you dream about pregnancy, it's supposed to signal growth or development. <laughs> you dream about using your snake and wake up with a pregnant bear. That's not good. <laughs> the marriage dreams signify commitment or transition. And dreams about an ex, which could be a sign someone's making you feel the same way your ex did. Oh. It's an interesting thing, dreaming, because there are some nights, and I'm sure we've all been through it, where it feels like you're just dreaming nonstop. You could even wake up in the middle of a dream, go back to sleep, and the dream continues. But I think the reality is not that. I, I was always under the impression that the dreams last very, very short spans mm-hmm. of time, like they're like mere seconds. Yeah. Um, and it's not in like your, your REM deepest sleep. It's in one of the, the, the stages getting to that point. Mm-hmm. And like, as you sleep in waves going from REM and back up, that's where the dream kind of reoccurs or continues. And that's you're generally dreaming kind of right before you wake up. And that's why you remember it sometimes or you, you feel like you're in the middle of it. I went through a weird phase some years back where I kept, it seemed like for the longest time, I kept having the same dream, a reoccurring dream. Right. Where I was walking up some kind of like, almost like a, uh, what do you call it, over the ocean with a lighthouse? Yeah. And like the winding stairs. Yes. But it was, 
kind of it, it seemed to me like I was always in like somewhere European, like I was like in Greece or something, and I was walking up these stone stairs inside of this kind of lighthouse thing. And I could never get to the top. Well, you're still paying for that Italian trip. Maybe that's... <laughs> you try to get out of debt. <laughs> you solved it. There it is. New poll asked uh, 10,000 of us uh, if we uh, were out car shopping today. What would you buy? A gas car or an electric car or a hybrid? About a quarter of people saying a gas-powered car, almost all saying some kind of hybrid or electric. We were oh, yeah. talking about it yesterday. It really uh, seems to be the way we're going. Well, well, certainly with gas prices being what they are and continuing to go up, I think they said it's going to go up another five cents or something like that uh, tonight. Uh, it's hard not to to imagine <laughs> driving something with a, a little better fuel economy, at least if it's, if it's a hybrid where you get a little bit of both, right? Well, and you know, it's a real middle finger to the gas companies too because they've been screwing us for so long. The, right. the whole oil industry is such a scam. It's, you know, we're paying... Okay, supposedly there's there's issues because the uh, because of the uh, war going on or this excuse or that excuse. There's always some excuse... Why I'm paying a buck eighty when it's already in the ground here? It's been refined. It's here. Right. Well, and and why is it cheaper when uh, it, it's further out? Mm. You know, from from the city. Strange, right? right? You think it would be more? Like some one rural gas station out in the middle of nowhere yeah. has it cheaper than four gas stations on four corners who are competing, yeah. apparently, for people's business. Yeah, and, and, and uh, a little, uh, it's a little irritating when you see, as you say, four gas stations at, at one intersection, and they're all at the same price. If you're going to compete, why isn't one dropping Well, exactly, price? right? You've got the chance to compete there. You would think that they would, they would the price should be constantly going down yeah. until the minimum yeah. uh, is reached, trying to get more people into that one. Yeah, so it, uh, it just uh, makes a whole lot of sense uh, in the grand scheme of things. As I had mentioned yesterday, we're in the, in the market. But, you know, here, here in, and I think the gas companies and the oil companies, they understand this. Boy, it's, it's, it's tough for change. It's tough for us to get yeah. our head wrapped oh. around doing something different. Well, uh, about we'll, everything in our life. We'll always know? look for excuses not to. Yep. Right. Oh, wow. I, I don't trust this. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. you're just used to. What you're used to, mm-hmm. right? And, and and one of the biggest fears of the technology for for uh, hybrid or electric for the longest while was that oh well how long can I, how far can I actually go mm-hmm. on it? How far do we often go? Mm-hmm. Most people drive like a hundred kilometers max throughout their day, mm-hmm. and the car sits in the driveway all night long. Right. Sure. If you're a salesman on the road mm. that's you know putting in thousands of kilometers a week, it doesn't make sense for you. But for most households, at least one of your cars is hardly doing anything. Well, but even, we still worry that well, if I want to take that road trip down down right. the road, right, uh, I'm going to get screwed by this. Well, even if you, you know, live in the East End and work in the West End, say you live in Bowmanville and work in Mississauga, you're you know you're still. I don't know the exact kilometers, but it's it's not as far as we make it out to no. be. 
It's a long drive. Nobody would want to do that. Right. Nobody would want to go from Bowmanville to Mississauga every day. But, yes, we... we <laughs> Unless we, the company's paying your 407 bill. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the other thing, too. Like, still. You look at the gas prices in the 407, and, and I just got another bill in from the 407. I'm not on it very often. But we went out to see family in Brampton in early March, and we must have taken the 407 out, and we must have taken it back. Because when Ooh. I got the bill, I'm like... I don't even remember doing this Probably drive. Like 50 bucks? $67. Wow. On like a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the biggest ripoff. And and when I see people on that highway, and I will take it if I'm in a rush, um, but I just think, wow, between, if you're paying that bill yourself, and I know a lot of people do, I've talked to people that are paying eight and nine hundred, a thousand dollars a month to be on that strip of yeah. highway. It's, it's and then you, you can drive the uh, across the state of Ohio on their turnpike for fifty seven cents. <laughs> it's it's it is it's completely crazy. And then a lot of times I think I'm getting I'm because I forget I rarely take it and then I get something in the mail from them and I'm like I don't even remember being on there. How right. I, you know. I'm like oh, I'll I'll just get hooped. I'll pay it. Right. Probably wasn't even me. What well, was it? Is it next week? Then I guess the four twelve and the four eighteen. Uh, they take the tolls off of that right. April first. Um, which uh, you know, great for people living in I guess Clarington or Whitby mm-hmm. who want to use that to go up and back. You know. Instead of Lake Ridge Road, I guess it'll save you some lights here and there. Oh, yeah, I guess. I, I'm right. always wondering why people, like, what is the purpose of those? But I guess that but it's also that. to try and direct people to the 407. Right. Right. Like, yeah. in the end, you know, those those roads are basically empty right now because you can't get people on them. Right. Because you don't want to pay for it. And especially if you're just going up a couple of concessions or whatever it may be, a couple of streets. Yeah. You know, but to do it. You know, to get people onto the 407, if you see a problem on the 401, all right, well, maybe I'll hook up that way. Uh, and then and then once they got you on the 407, <laughs> you know that you're hooped. One of the um, icebreakers or one of the things that we wait a long time to do when we're starting dating somebody or getting into a relationship with somebody is the uh, the dropping of the guts, the farting. Right, yes. Now, I know you have a theory where you like to get it out of the way early. I have done that in uh, in relationships. Yeah. I've gotten, well, listen, it's going to happen. And Adrian hung around. Yes. Well, and that's a good sign. Yeah. Right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm trying, you know, you can tell if it's going to be a really bad one. Like, like you know, like if it's if it's going to be nasty, then mm. you excuse yourself. You find a way around. How that. do you know it's going to be nasty? Oh, you can feel it coming. Well, you just oh, know what you've eaten. I, oh, I see. I see. If like if you got the stomach problems, right? Because sometimes the most kind of delicate little drop can right. still be pretty violent. Yeah. Well, it's just if you know you got a squeaker coming out, just let it happen, or just a lean, lean and go. Mm. They'll be like, did you just do what I think you did? Like, yes, <laughs> I did. Here's a shocking surprise. I do that sort of thing. Well, we, you know, we we all do. And women, uh, I guess for the longest time, and, and hopefully this isn't the case anymore. Hopefully women just uh, let them rip as well. You have to. It's it's good for you. Right. It's healthy. Like I will, okay, put it this way. I will fart or toot in, on, on a, I, I have in the past on a first date. On or, a first date? Well, or at least early on in a relationship. Wow, okay. Right. Um, but I mean, like, drop your guts, go, no, 
<laughs> and I think even still, if there's a stomach issue happening, I avoid that. No one needs to hear that. I have a buddy who's been married a very, very long time, and he claims to this day he's never heard his wife fart or smelt anything. Right. I don't know what's going on there. Anyhow, you have to. You got to let it out. There's a 27-year-old woman who shares a story. Uh, she said uh, she'd been dating a guy for uh, some time. And uh, recently she woke up very early in the morning with severe stomach pains. So bad she went to the ER. It turns out she only had the pain because she refused to pass gas in front of her boyfriend. Wow. ER? Yeah, she went to the hospital for it. She said, uh, hadn't been dating long enough to be on farting terms, right. she called it. And she'd been holding them in. She had trapped farts in her intestines. <laughs> so there's a, a little something. Right. Just Hang take on, a walk. So, How difficult. Just take a walk. When she woke up this early in the morning, was she in bed with him probably, at the time? Probably. Right. It's amazing how we will get on to intimate terms with people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah. With other people's junk. But ah, I can't do that. Won't lift a, a cheek. Yeah, and now when she finally went, how how relaxing must that have been? <laughs> Poor hospital. <laughs> These are strangers. They got to deal with this. People on Reddit were talking about the saddest movie deaths of all time. And uh, Scarlett Johansson's character, uh, Rosie, from Jojo Rabbit, tops the list. Okay. It is a pretty shocking moment when that happens. And that got me thinking about movie deaths and and some of the films that have brought me to tears. And there have been a lot of them. I mean, even even when, like when Rocky's holding Apollo in his arms, you know, and he's dead in the ring. Right. Moments where... Or when Mick dies. Yeah, that was a tough one. Right. I could cry right now thinking (laughs) of that. (laughs) There's been a lot of movies uh, that have really been tear jerkers uh, terms of endearment is high up on the list with um, deborah winger and shirley mcclain and deborah winger passing away from cancer and i remember uh really uh, breaking down and having a cry during um uh, my girl do you remember my girl with um uh, Macaulay Culkin? yeah yeah and the girl his little frank because he's young when he dies right he gets spoiler alert he he uh, he gets bit by a bee or something, and he ends up dying from an, an allergic reaction to the to the bee. And his little girlfriend, because they're very young, and right. he's got this crush on her. However, and she's like, he needs his glasses in the coffin so he can see where he's going. Right. Oh my god! <laughs> oh. oh my god! Too much. But even like in you know. Uh, Mufasa and the Lion King uh, dying is a, is a sad moment. M- people will say, and I haven't seen the movie because I, I don't think I could sit through it. But Marley and Me, oh right, yeah, uh, I have not watched yeah, it. Yeah, neither have I. Have, have, I've heard. If you need a good cry, I guess that's <laughs> that's the one to watch. And of course, I've shared the story before of a uh, of uh, stepmom with uh, Julia Roberts and uh, uh, Sharon. Uh, yes. What's her name? Uh, Susan Sarandon. Yeah. Um, where she's dying of cancer. That's why I just stick with comedies and, uh, and action-adventure films. I cry at Rudy. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. They lift him up on that field. Oh, yeah. 
And his dad's all proud of him. Yep. I mean, it'd be for us that have never made our fathers <laughs> proud for a moment. <laughs> I shed a tear at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I see it. <laughs> Remember in uh, sports movies can do it to you for, for sure. In uh, We Are Marshall. Right, yeah. Oh, Jack and Titanic, of course. Right. He could have shared the... He could have fit on that door. <laughs> uh, does your pet have a nickname? Uh, you know, we all get a dog or whatever, and then eventually maybe uh, you come up with some little nickname. Almost all pet owners say their pet has at least one nickname. Right. Almost uh, two-thirds of people uh, use the nickname most of the time. Uh, we've got this little Sully, this cute little thing living with us right now, my oldest son's girlfriend's dog. and I call him uh, Pooey. Okay. Right. Because <laughs> right. he does a lot of that. Yes. Well, I mean, we have Coop, mm-hmm. and Poop rhymes with it. Oh, yeah? We end up with Coopy-Doo a lot. Coopy-Doo. They go, Coopy-Doo, I love you. This right. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, the survey didn't look at the most popular nicknames, um... But it did find out how we come up with the names for our pets. A quarter of us prefer human names. Oh. Like Kevin or Jessica. What? (laughs) You know, I I think it's got to be a real specific dog. Like, I don't think you would name, like, a little purse dog, I guess you could call Jessica. Right. Yeah. It's odd. I I mean, a little more obscure names. Georges and Norms, that Mm. sort of thing, perhaps. Yeah. Fred. Right. Um... Many of us, about the same, a quarter, uh, like the traditional pet names like Fido or Mittens. I think it is good to try to dig and get something a little, uh, like, well, Doug Elliott had those two dogs, and Hannah and, and Haley. That's right? true, lady, yeah. Lady names. Those were his girls. Yeah. Um, and a few would name their pet after food, like Meatball or Biscuit. Like Lorianne's dog is Cupcake. Right. Yeah. Pooey. Poster. What you really call him, you can't say. (laughs) S and an H. Well, my Daniel or David, my youngest, he to this day laughs because when my parents uh, handed over their way after the best before date dog for us, that's right. He's a Shih Tzu. And so I always used to refer to him as an SH. Right, gotcha. Oh, and David thought that was a fun. What kind of your dog? He's an SH. My dad says he's an SH. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is just ridiculous. Some dude, how stupid is this? Some dude went to an animal shelter and they brought their dog in and left him there. And their reason for giving up the dog is because he thinks the dog is gay. <laughs> this piece of Samsonite leaves this dog. Uh, because he saw his dog mount another male dog. Oh. That's what dogs do. They eat, they poop, they mount. I thought it would be the sniffing. Um, you know what? It, humans don't deserve dogs sometimes. Mm. I, you know what? The dog is better off. Yeah, he is. Yeah, find him a better home because that one isn't good enough for him. And so many times humans don't deserve dogs. Dogs save humans' lives. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully this guy help out kids. other humans that, you know, can't see or hear, and they have dogs trained to be assistants and guide dogs. Yep. Sometimes we don't deserve them. Canine unit. Yeah. Brilliant. No, I know. This guy thinks his dog is gay. And, and as if that would be the reason to get rid of What, is he going to go after him? <laughs> he's is, is, that what, is, is he worried? <laughs> he loves way too much Elton John music. <laughs> his name is Fezco, which is actually a pretty good handle. 
He's four or five, they say, and a medium-sized dog. The shelter says he's great with people and very friendly. Obviously, he likes to dry home. Yeah, and he won't be there long. No, no, someone's, someone's going to adopt him. Oh, yeah, yeah. look at any dog. Again, this little Sully thing. He, he's got this bed that's twice the size of him. This poor bed needs counseling. I mean, he <laughs> he really molests this bed. Coop's the same way. Yeah. He's been fixed, but he goes at it all the time. It's like a prison movie. Right. <laughs> Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.